Can you hear me chewing the gummy bears? Oh, yes, I can. Disgustingly smacking the gummy bears. Let's hear it again. Horse hooves. Mm. Chewy horse hooves. Where do they get all these horse hooves? They have a horse hoof farm. Uh, there are plenty of horses that are slaughtered around the world. I actually read once that the United States is one of the biggest exporters of horse meats and products. What? We just don't consume it here. I mean, we consume it, the hooves, but the meat itself, you know, horses were our pals. Domesticated? I mean, we didn't eat Not them. really, though. They're not really domesticated that much. Hmm. But I still don't understand. Um. Uh, are there places that just raise horses for export as a product like meat and the hooves and stuff yeah i think so let me put my mic down for a second because i have to hold it okay i'll do some typing here united oh i could type it horse meat exporter oh never mind i lied oh you did lie We're importing Canada horse. We're, we're importing more horse meat than <laughs> exporting. We are. Yeah, that was in twenty twenty one. I don't. Who is the biggest exporter of horse meat? Argentina. <laughs> that makes sense for some reason. Why does that make sense? Because they love meat. Like they're really into meat. And then Belgium, Poland, Romania, and Uruguay. Uruguay. Oh, yeah. Uruguay. And then the biggest importers were Italy, Belgium, France, Japan, and Switzerland. Look, it's not a huge business, I guess. Uh, I don't know where I got confused with the United States. I guess I was maybe just surprised to find out at some point that we actually even exported horse meat. Yeah, that is weird. I thought it was a thing that we wouldn't do at all, but... You know, none of these are billion-dollar businesses, seemingly. Argentina exported $51.6 million worth of horse meat. So I assume that beef is in the billions. <laughs> One of the results that came up um, in those, like, suggested things on Google was, did Taco Bell use horse meat? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't. That sucks that your, that your meat is so bad. And like suspect that you assume it's got to be something else besides meat. Well, uh, Ikea got caught with horse meat in the meatballs, right? Oh, did they actually, though? Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. Meet the balls. The United States. The United States. And this is as of a few years ago, exported a value of six point four billion dollars of beef. So considering horse meat is like around a million. It's a big discrepancy. Not huge business, which then poses the question, where do all the hooves for the gummy bears come from? I do not know. Argentina? I did a little thing about a little search. What's in Ikea meatballs? Horse. (laughs) And then, because when you just search what's in Ikea meatballs, it has like a recipe. It has like all these recipes and like Ikea releases its recipes to their meatball. Um, and then ah, the there York was a t- scandal. I remember. I remember the scandal. It says Ikea first said it would not sell or serve any meatballs at its stores in Sweden after Czech authorities detected horse meat in frozen meatballs that were labeled beef and pork, even though Ikea's own tests two weeks ago had not detected horse DNA and that was in 2013 but I wouldn't trust the Ikea's test nah they got an agenda Mm. it's also kind of crazy it's like oh my god if it's not pig and cow right I'll eat eat those animals but not others it is strange how like when, when you think about an animal or anything that's used for food it's like you think of it as that's food like that's food and then other other countries that eat something like horse were like that's not food but it's like why why is it food it's all it's food well you got india where you know eating beef no no right or even like um 
in like Thailand or you know those type th- those Asiatic countries over there, or whatever they're like they they eat all the bugs. Everybody eats bugs. It's like why isn't why do we look at that as gross? What's a lot? I mean, lobsters and shrimp. That's all just bug. Yeah, crawdads. Mm-hmm. Absolute bugs, especially when you think about all those shellfish and you look at them. And once you find out, like they really are bugs because they have like exoskeletons. They are related to fucking beetles and cockroaches and stuff. Well, yeah, if roaches were bigger and had a harder exoskeleton that you couldn't crush with your shoe. Yeah. You could boil them. You could <laughs> yeah. pull the meat out of their butts. Dip it in butter, squeeze <laughs> lemon on it, and fucking <laughs> succulent. <laughs> you could eat it. They, you know, like they talk, they use words like succulent with lobster. We'd be doing that with like a giant roach. Well, I watched a video the other day of someone deep frying some chicken heads. Chicken and, heads? Yeah. And I, I didn't see the prep beforehand. I assume there's some kind of prep where like the eyes are removed, or maybe they're not. Because maybe they're not. Something's deep, deep fried, like with a uh, shrimp. People tempura. like eyes. Yeah, with shrimp tempura, they'll just eat the head. But, you know, people in the comments freaking out. And it's like, it's, you know, eating a wing. You're gnawing on the bone. Yeah, and some people eat like the tendons and stuff. What's the difference, really? I won't eat the head, but I'll gnaw on that wing all day. Yeah. Or I'll get the rotisserie chicken and its whole carcass will just be in front of me. It's got its legs, its wings, and I'm going to tear into it. Well, it's worse like during Thanksgiving when you have to like make sure you pull out its bag of organs and its neck. Like they cut off the neck and they stuffed it inside its body. <laughs> like, damn. What Sorry. do people use it for? What do they use the neck for? You can like use it in the gravy, you know, or you can, you know, use it to flavor a stock, you know. Like, that's what I do with the carcasses of those rotisserie chickens. I keep them in my freezer and then I eventually boil the shit out of them and it boils down into like a delicious stock. And you put other stuff in it. You put like, you know, onion chunked up, you know, roughly chopped up onion and like celery if you want, you know, all that stuff. It's all weird anyway. When you eat something, meat, otherwise something is in your hand and it's in front of you and then a minute later it's inside of your body. It's like sitting inside of your stomach. And I know you can make the argument that the inside is actually still the outside and it's not inside until the nutrients are absorbed in the bloodstream, but whatever. That's no, absolutely it's, correct. Let's not play semantics here. It's still, you hold a muffin in front of you. And you're like, yeah. in a few minutes, this will be inside of me. And then you're just walking around, carrying it around. Same as, as when it turns to shit. Everyone's got shit in their intestines at any given time. And we just carry it around <laughs> until it's ready to come out. I wonder if people who are like those, like my 600 pound life people, do they have more shit in them? Your or your your intestines don't necessarily get bigger, do they? I know your stomach can. I assume can there's your some... intestines. Hold, they must be able to hold more because you're eating so much more. They probably stretch a bit, but there's only a certain amount they can stretch, and there's only a certain amount that can fit out. So I just think it's. It's more of a longer length than, you know, a girth. Oh, see, I don't know. They can't be a longer length. Yeah, why wouldn't it be a longer length? If you ate more food, it would just kind of still leave your you stomach. Mean, like, stretch out, like lengthwise? You're, the intestine's very long, so I'm just saying that the yeah. the intestine itself isn't stretching, but the poop isn't. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit wider and girthier, but uh, I would assume... You eat a lot, it still leaves your stomach around the same rate. It's just more to leave your stomach. And so it enters the intestines, and then you just got a really long dump later on. Huh. I, uh, I don't know. Do you think it seems like those people would have to poop a lot? Maybe, or maybe they're eating such terrible foods that they're constipated all the time. And so they just carry it around oh. even more. I mean, look, there, there are instances of constipation where it becomes so big that a colon will rip and then the person gets sepsis and usually dies. And I've seen a picture, but they get stretched a lot. So yes, the ability colon's different. I'm sorry. The colon is different than intestines. Well, it's all part of the same system. So whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not fitting out is the point. So even if it can stretch at some point, it's like that, it's not coming out. You cannot get that out. Physically Mm. will not fit out. That's, that's gotta be wild because if you have seen, you know, people doing things online with their butts. No. Well, I'm sure people have, and you know about (laughs) things that people do with their butts online. So I'm saying I've, I've come across it a couple times, but think about it. Uh, think about that poop and how big and hard it must be that it can't come out because your butthole can take a lot. It <laughs> can do a lot of stretching. I've got no interest in watching this. I think Ew, I saw either a long time ago. I saw a video of like some woman who pushed eels out of her butt. Ew! Eels? It was Japanese. It was. They were alive. So yeah, they're they, always into eels. They had been put up there. But uh-huh. was, it's like, that was enough for me. It's like, I don't want to see this. Whatever that two girls, one cup thing was. I I've was, never seen that. Neither have I. I have no interest in watching How did we avoid not? How did we avoid it? It's not that difficult to avoid. It's not like it's in your face. I guess sometimes if you go to Reddit, things are yeah, but shown the, to you. But wasn't the point of two girls, one cup was to like, hey, look at this video. I'm going to show it to you without you knowing what it is. But it wasn't disguised. It wasn't like a Rick Roll type of thing. No, but your friends would trick you. I guess. Maybe I just learned what it was beforehand and I said, yeah. no, I have zero interest in watching this ever. I'm Fucking curious internet. now. Maybe we should watch it live. Like right no. now. No, no, no. No, thank you. Hit the theme. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. And just to round out the gelatin conversation it's not all horse hooves it's collagen from bones and cartilage from pigs and cows so that's where you're getting your gummy bears you probably will have good joint health because you eat so many gummy candies <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't that's how that works that's why they give old people jello not just because it's easy to like masticate but also because it is helpful for your joints okay it's a trade-off then you have good joint health and you have yeah. diabetes great <laughs> Christina came home with my foot, but the, my ankle joint was flexible, no clicking, nothing. Christina came home with all this candy yesterday and I ate some and then I passed out like immediately (laughs) into the deepest sleep in the middle of the, it was actually like 6 30 PM. I slept for an hour. I was like, this is not healthy. This is not good. Such sugar, like the sugar coma. And when I had my blood work done last year, my A1C levels were just fine, but I'm pushing it. I'm surely pushing this shit. So. I can't help it, though. It's too fucking good. Too much candy is too delicious. I say it like that because, you know, that's supposed to represent my inability to control Mm. myself like a demon coming out. That's why the voice changes like this. It's a spike in blood sugar, right? Yeah. And then, you know, at some point your body becomes overwhelmed. It's like, fuck this. I I can't do it. You've you've worn out your pancreas. It's done. (laughs) I know that's an oversimplification, but with type two diabetes, like Tom Hanks getting in, I just remember him saying, I ate too much ice cream or I really like ice cream or some shit like that. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm a big fan of ice cream. It's like, who isn't Tom? Who isn't? Show me a person who's not a fan of ice cream. And I show you the devil themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lactose intolerant. Well, okay, that's fine. But maybe that doesn't mean you don't like ice cream. Right. There's some people that don't like stuff like that that doesn't make sense. You know, people that don't like peanut butter or something. Yeah, that's peanut butter. I get that. Ice cream, though. How can you not like ice cream? Well, maybe they don't like the texture or something or that it's so cold. It's a very strange food. What an invention. What What an an invention. What an interesting thing. Does it even have the ability to fill you up? Because once you eat it, it turns to a liquid unless you get the kind of ice cream with all the fucking chunks in it. Yeah, that's... I don't like those as much. I mean, they're kind of fun, you know, like to dig out something, but I don't like all the different things, you know, like those Ben and Jerry's where it's like pretzels and potato chips and raisins and chocolate things and caramel things and peanut butter cups. Like it's too much. I agree. Uh, Ample Hills was an ice cream shop that opened up and became a local chain and then it kept expanding, but it was run by, well, I'll get into the couple here in a minute. 
their thing was our ingredients are it's overstuffed and it really was like 35 percent of it was just fucking fillings and then What's you the would point put of that just then eat you, candy then then you put toppings on it but people love this shit they would get it they would line up and there'd be a line down the block so we could get our ample hills and they had these inventive flavors and i'm like only meatloaf mo- <laughs> i'm mocking them now because it turns out the people who started it a husband and wife were just some insufferable fucking assholes who really took themselves so seriously like they thought that they were the most brilliant people mm. in the world and instead of properly running their business and scaling up at a sustainable rate, they, you know, because there was such hype around this, there was interest and in people wanting to invest. And I think at some point, fucking Bob Iger from Disney reached out and he's like, mm. I want Ample Hills in Disney parks. And, you know, the husband's like, ah, oh, yes, me and my ice cream, the most famous fucking ice cream around the greatest ice cream ear. In the history of the world. And they just ruined it. Like they mismanaged the whole business and people didn't like working for them. And it got to the point where they were forced to, uh, because they took on investors and stuff, they were forced to like sell and they sold it to a guy who then ruined it even more. And what did he do? The ice cream shop. I just, he, I don't, he tried to bring it back down to scale and. Oh, less ample. (laughs) Yes. More hills. More hills. More hills in between shops. You and I would enjoy more. You're like, oh, finally, all this bullshit's out of here. So I can. No, I didn't mean he was. I didn't mean he adjusted the uh, recipes. He just instead of having shops across the country and the world, and in Disney World, he tried to bring it just back down to size. You know, these people are like, we're packaging it and it's being sold in grocery stores, and all of that's great, but you really do need to take your time or bring people on who know what they're doing. I think that was a big thing too. It's like, no. I know best. Just be the genius ice cream maker, which in itself is fucking oxymoron. But uh, <laughs> make the ice cream and be happy with that. You don't need to be the business brains too. But some yeah. people, I mean, it's 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 almost like um, you're you're gambling, right? You're gambling that this is going to make me more money instead of just taking your winnings and just letting that go. You're gonna make a lot of money either way. I think it's just ego too. It's like yeah. this is my thing. You don't get it. You don't understand it. You want to come in and change it. I know best. I'm going to run everything. And then it fails. And then you have to sell uh, to an ex-Marine, which I think is what they sold to. And then he didn't know what to do. And then it got to the point where he had to sell and he sold it to another company for like $100,000. That was it. This thing that was worth millions of dollars at one point. And then the original owners... They didn't buy it back themselves, but they got the company that bought it, from what I understand, asked them to be involved. And so in a weird uh, twist oh, of fate, yeah. okay. in a weird twist of fate, these people had a second chance. Uh-huh. They had a second chance to rebuild their Ample Hills ice cream baby. And like a couple weeks after that news was reported, they had been kicked out. Like the, the company is like, we don't want to work with these people. We cannot work with these people. They must like, suck. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I think I think it's wow. pretty obvious that they suck. And and the, you know they gave all the lip service. Like, oh, very rarely do you get a second chance, and we've right. learned our lesson. And it's like when you're brought in on that level, it's like, hey, I know that originally this was your idea, but it's not yours anymore. Other people own it, and they're bringing you in. You need to actually just be an employee and stop acting like an asshole. And that's the story. Oh, they they did open a separate ice cream shop called The Social or some shit like that. I'm looking at it now. Just look at the picture of the guy. Jeez, I yeah. hate him. Yeah, they're stand pretty gross, him. both of them. There's people desperate for fame. It goes to their heads and any yeah. way you can get there. And everyone thinks that they know best. And it's no different in the, in the ice cream world. I would not do that. I would I would have a business and if it was really popular, I would deal with the growing pains of a business like that and just stay put. That's what I would do. I would love. I can understand owning a shop, something like a retail business that people actually have to come into and how that can be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Whether it be Me ice too. cream or restaurant, um 
you know, you're serving people, people come for the product that you make. There's real time feedback and people are excited. And there's relationships that you build. Yeah. I I think that could be very fulfilling. Even if I ran a bodega, it's like, that's my shop and I know the neighborhood and people come in and I, I think that in itself would be pretty fulfilling. I agree. For me. Then you get to the point where things scale. And if you want to scale, like if I were in that spot, it's like, here's what I know about this. There's a lot I don't know about this. And I wouldn't even want to take on the additional work. I I am the kind of person right, like, yeah. this, this was my idea. I'm paying you to do this. I've got some investors. I still have like 60% of the company. So no matter what, if this thing becomes really successful, I'm getting a lot of money. I'll turn it over. I do not fucking care. Actually, I set the whole thing up. I executed my idea. Now, if you want to take it and scale it, run with it and make millions and millions, maybe billions of dollars, fine. So be it. I'll be at home. Send me my check. That's right. Passive income <laughs> forever, possibly. You know. Now, there's a level of quality. I get, I get that. There's a level of quality. It's like, well, I built this thing and the reputation does matter. And that's true. If you hand it over to somebody and then just like what every company seems to do, right, is that it starts as something it's successful. It's then handed over to a company where the original owner just becomes like a board member and then it becomes like publicly traded and then it has to be profitable and then it's like it runs away. And now the quality is low because they're just trying to make more profit. And now your company is fucked because you just gave it up. Well, something like Briars. I don't know the full history of Briars ice cream. And I'm sorry that I'm focusing on ice cream, but you know, I, I, I know the brands well. Uh, it's your wheelhouse. There, there was a dude. There was a dude from Briar. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Jack Mr. Briar. Mr. No, his name was William Briar. Uh, he was in, he was from Philadelphia. He's related and, to Jack. You know, there was a long journey here, but he made his own ice cream. At some point, I, I, I'm sure he was proud of his ice cream. Granted, he'd be dead now, no matter what i don't know when the sale to unilever happened mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it's under that umbrella now and when i was a kid now granted i don't know that much but my mom is very strange about brands like she, when it comes to deli meats she's like only boar's head it's the least processed you get that other shit it's highly processed butterball get the fuck out of here with that and similarly with ice cream briars used to have a, a good reputation and i think it was viewed as a more premium ice cream and now if you look at it mm-hmm. on the front it, it most of them it says frozen dairy dessert meaning right. it's not even legally fucking ice cream so you know lever came in was like we don't give a shit put that fucking fake mint flavor in and toss those hydrox cookies in and <laughs> mix it all together with the oils and i don't fucking care Make us more money. Yeah. And uh, if I were Briar, I'd be rolling in my grave. Yeah. I would come haunt the ice cream. That would be the newest flavors. Haunted. Haunted Briars? <laughs> yeah. So when you. That's what you should make. When you open it. You should make a response to Briar's uh, drop in quality and make your own ice cream that is in the original formula of Briar's before it was sold and call it Haunted Briar's. <laughs> You release the ghost and the ghost haunts you, rightly so, for buying this shitty brand. And maybe the same with dryers and Edie's, which I don't know the story behind that. Mm. Those two those two dudes started the ice cream together, but on the East Coast, it's called Edie's, and on the West Coast, it's called Dryers. But it's the same ice cream. Oh, I didn't know that. I think they both were from the West Coast, but why that divide happened, I guess it's like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Yeah, why do they do that? That's, that's a good question. Branding is very important in your business. Reputation. This is about Briars. In 1866, during the wake of the American Civil War, William A. Briar, a Philadelphia hand cranked, I'm sorry, of Philadelphia, hand cranked his first gallon of ice cream using some of the same ingredients we use today rich cream, pure cane sugar, and nuts. He sold his ice cream to his neighbors and with the promise, I'm sorry, with the promise that it was created with the finest ingredients. Word spread quickly and Breyer's ice cream was soon declared to be Philadelphia's best. Yeah, just like the cream cheese. <laughs> Ow. Did and you hear that? Gr- 
No, I didn't hear it. That was a loud notification from my computer that was really loud in my head. Uh, I did not hear it. That did not uh, translate to the recording. Briar's Ice Cream Company was bought by Unilever from Kraft, becoming part of the <laughs> Gold Bond Good Humor Ice Cream Company, oh which was renamed to the Good Humor Briar's Ice Cream Company. Wow, it, got, it gets real less romantic as it goes on. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. This is the this is the path for everything. And at some point in time, this can't go on forever because if you do create something that you're proud of, at some point you will die and you need to pass it on. Mm-hmm. And the people you're passing it on to more than likely aren't really going to want to continue to run it and they'll sell it. They'll sell it to a big and it's it's probably hard to resist while you're alive because these mega corporations come in and offer you a lot of money if 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 you have a like Snapple, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know the full history of Snapple, but I know at some point Snapple was an independent drink and it was doing really well. And then God, remember like, when Snapple was so big, that Snapple lady, everyone, what happened to her, this, that poor soul? It all gets bought. It all gets rolled into some bigger corporation. And sometimes they hide it more than others because they like they know that people are buying it because they think that they're buying from. Yeah, an like Burt's Beeswax. Yeah. Who owns that now? I mean, fuck, probably craft you know or maybe they're still on their own i don't know they're not i watched a whole documentary about burt's bees (laughs) (laughs) documentary on burt's bees it was really interesting (laughs) who owns it let's see yeah what would we do without the internet answering our clorox 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 owns Burt's Bees. They bought it for $925 million. Wow. Look, if someone's waving that kind of money in front of your face, do you say no? I don't. And you don't have to work ever again. It's just a shame that it's so predatory. But before that, it was owned by some. It was owned. They didn't give Burt that money. I I, then that's that's a shame. Burt should have held out. Yeah, it was like a it was a dude who had all this leftover wax from his bees and was selling products made from it on the side of the road. And then I think that somebody else came in and, oh, and was like helping him make stuff with the wax. And it was like some really nice product. Just looking at, glancing at the history of Burt's Bees. At some point there were a few people involved and in 1999, not that long ago, I guess we're approaching what's well, 25 years ago, which is fucked up in its own right. But 1999, one of the guys involved bought out another man's one third stake with a house in Maine. He exchanged a house in Maine mm. valued at $130,000, <laughs> which for, is a lot, I guess, <laughs> for one third of a stake. So you yeah. can gather the, the stake and... I'm looking through 2006. No, it looks like. Okay, so in 2004, a private equity firm. Bunch of investors purchased 80% of Burt's Bees for $173 million. Uh, So that goes to Quimby, uh, the guy who. Quimby was the original, right? Who gave the house to Shavitz. He was he was nice, though. He gave Shavitz, the guy who sold his one third stake, $4 million. I don't think he had to do that because Shavitz got out. Okay. Shavitz said, I'm out of here. Give me the house in Maine. And he still gave him $4 million. Considering he made $173 million, he could have done a little more, but you know, 4 million. Yeah. So goes it. He owed him, owed him nothing. So I wouldn't complain. I had my house in Maine and I got $4 million. So that dude maintained a 20% share and made the $173 million. And then it was sold to Clorox. And that's when it was sold for $925 million. So while the investment firm uh, got 80% of that, this Quimby guy still got 20% of that sale. Right. So it really did go from independent business to in, an investment firm to Clorox. And I guess they expanded the line of business. But how many people fucking know? Like I look at Burt's Bees and in my mind, it still exists as like an alternative independent thing that. I guess if you were to ask me, is Burt's Bees owned by a larger corporation? And I sat there and thought about it for a second. I'd say, yes, it must be, right? But right. If you think, if you, especially when you look at all their products, it used to just be a select 
number of things. And now it's all those things plus shampoos and conditioners and, you know, like body things and oils. And it's like not even related to bees anymore (laughs) or wax. I think on some level, though, it still exists in my head because when we were in high school, it was an independent company Uh and not that I used it or cared about it. But I felt like I was buying if I I don't use chapstick, but I guess back then I did because I was using like um, lip smackers. Um, I don't use any of that shit, which was fun. It was just for fun. You know, I would put blueberry on the bottom and vanilla on top, make like a little blueberry muffin or cupcake or something. Anyway, when I bought Burt's Beeswax lip uh, chapstick, then I thought I was doing something right. You know, I was like, oh, this is the good stuff. This is actual wax. It's good for my lips. And I'm sure there's still a lot of people who believe that. From bees. Did you ever dye your hair with manic panic? Yeah, absolutely. You know the history of that? No. There was a store on St. Mark's here in New York, which, which is in the East Village. And, you know, they just sold clothing and it was run by these two sisters and the store was called Manic Panic. And at some point their rent became way too much Mm -hmm. and they were forced out of that spot. But they took the name of the store and turned it into that hair dye brand, which still to this day, they apparently... Well, again, do they own it? I don't know. Are they still involved? I th- I think. But I don't understand the the bridge between selling clothes and now a hair dye business. If you look up the look up the Manic Panic yeah. Sisters, it'll all come together. Oh, okay. <laughs> it'll all come together. Oh, I the see. The brand. That. Damn. Tish and Snooky. <laughs> Yes, they were musicians. They the were original Snooky. They were punks. Mm-hmm. They opened a little boutique store in 1977, stayed open to 1999, which then I guess they moved the business to Long Island City. Uh, vegan and cruelty free products. That's mm-hmm. nice. I knew that. But like at the store, I don't know if they were if they, they were selling hair dye they were mixing in their bathtub. I don't know how it made the transition from boutique to hair dye but that's a nice story it doesn't seem like they sold out to clorox or fucking craft yeah manic panic is a line of cosmetic hair coloring based in new york and owned by sisters sister musicians patrice tish and eileen snooki belomo uh yeah there's it looks like they still own it yeah good for them yeah good for them and I guess people still use it. It's still around. I see it. It used when to be were... like the only thing that you could get to dye your hair besides like, you know, using um, hydrogen peroxide to bleach it and then like Kool-Aid to color it. How much did hydrogen peroxide actually bleach your hair? Did it? I tried it. I'd put it on my braid that I had. Did it do much? A little. Yeah, I feel it's like putting lemon juice in your hair and sitting in the sun. Yeah, but that's real. I don't. (laughs) When I bleached my hair, I had to buy a box from Sam's Beauty, which is probably now owned by the Swanson Company. Sam's Beauty? Yeah, Sam's Beauty Supply. Okay. Not Sally's? Uh, Maybe it's Sally's. Okay. See, I don't. (laughs) Sure. The S. You're right, Sally's. I only went in there like two times to get this hair bleach. So I don't know much about it. How dare you stop mocking. Oh, right. Well, I'm just, I didn't know if you were going to like one of those like Asian beauty supply stores or if you're going to a chain like Sally's, I guess Sally's, it was Sally's and, uh, it didn't do a very, I mean, it, it did, it lightened my hair, but my hair was so dark. I guess I probably needed to do a couple passes and I didn't buy enough and I got impatient. I put actual bleach on my hair. Oh, what? I thought I thought it would solve the problem, so I dumped bleach on my hair and ah. then my then my scalp peeled. Yeah. Well, even with regular like actual bleach, it'll 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 melt your head if you're <laughs> careful. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily then I guess I didn't leave it on for too long. Yeah. Actual bleach. Yes, and then lucky didn't get in my eyes. Yeah. Who knows? 
you do stupid things when you're a kid. Around that same age, I went to my friend's house and we were bored and we put gasoline on a stone walkway and lit it on fire and thought it was cool and decided to do it again. And then the flame went into the gas tank, the, the you know, the, the mm-hmm. handheld mm-hmm. thing, container. Uh, then that whole thing was on fire and <gasps> my friend was swinging it around trying to put the flame out, which only shot gasoline out of the nozzle <laughs> all over the yard. So you do dumb things. I would love to see a short little film of that. Like a well, recreation it's, it's, of it. It's funny now because no one really got hurt, but yeah. Jesus, that you know, the actual gas can was on fire. That's scary I, on its own. And then him flinging it around. Yeah, I luckily got a hose and just fucking sprayed the thing. Yeah. And then the nozzle was all melted and uh you know, outside of the burns in the yard, the nozzle was melted and we thought, oh no, your dad's going to know. He's going to know something's up. Look at this. And so we cut the nozzle, the melted part. Mm-hmm. And then the nozzle was real short at that yeah, point. Yeah. And he was like, like, why is this nozzle so short? Yeah. Never mind the fact there are giant burn marks in my yard. Yeah. And one of them was in a shape of a C, which makes sense if you're swinging a gas yeah. can. And uh, I think his dad asked, did, did Carlo come by and like, is this like a prank? Did he burn his initials in the yard? And, uh, I think we said yes. Oh, who's Carlo? <laughs> One of our friends blame, <laughs> blaming it on someone who had nothing to do with it. Damn, I'd be like, I'm calling Carlo's parents. This is my friend Kent. I don't even know why I'm saying so, you know, one of my friends, but most yeah. people don't know who that is, so it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, Say his last name and his social no. security number. Yeah. And then the same, at the, you know, Another thing, you always just blamed your friends. I don't know. Another thing is like when you found uh, magazines, adult magazines with nude mm-hmm. women, uh, and then you get caught. And you're like, no, it's my friends. It's Kent's. I'm just holding it for him. I'm just holding it for him. If you and watch then- cops, that's what a, like everyone says. <laughs> if they're getting pulled over and the cops asking too many questions, they'll be like, this isn't even my car. Yeah. Like then they and find then- drugs. And it's like, that's, you know, so-and-so's. This isn't my car. And then it's reversed. Uh, he gets caught and he says, I'm just holding it for Greg. And then you think your parents don't talk. Like you have friends where your parents don't talk, but they're yeah. friends. Like your parents are close and they'll have conversations. Sure. And, you know, they exchange this information. Not that they care that much, but <laughs> about like a nudie magazine, but it comes up and then they find out. Oh, yeah. Like talking to my mom later on, she never brought it up in the moment, but talking to her later on, she go, oh, yeah, like I would talk to Kent's mom and she would say that she, caught him with like a porn tape and he said it was yours and (laughs) (laughs) he was just holding it and i know that i did the same thing i wonder how much of that happens now i mean obviously you can't catch someone with an actual physical uh like porn thing anymore really but i don't know like if you catch your kids watching something i kind of assume that they're a little bit more truthful I guess. I don't know. I guess that you can't. It's harder to deny. Yeah. Yeah. You're not holding, uh, you know, web history for someone else. Right. And I guess you could say, oh, I was just looking up like somebody's butt. And then I, it took me to this website and I just started looking. <laughs> You know, like you can sort of downplay instead of you actually just like definitely going there and definitely looking things up. You'll be dealing with it soon enough. You can you can report back. Yeah. Let me know how I mean, I try and ask Ellie. I'm like, are you, you know, just like, do you have any questions? Like, are you good? Shut up. I check in with her. She's like, no. Shut up, mom. Yeah. You're an idiot anyway. I think you're an idiot because, uh. I think that if you find my porn and I tell you it's my friends, you'll just believe it. Or if, <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, right. I guess someone's parent did think that the, the sea was burned in the yard by someone else. Who knows? Yeah. No. You, do, I, you I, do think your parents are dumb, though. Well, I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I think that maybe there was more of a, not a taboo, but I think maybe our parents were more interested in not finding out the truth where and, and I can't I, I don't really know if that's true I just personally am like I have 
done all the things you're trying to do right now. And I know what's true and what's not. You know, like if if Ellie, like I just, you know, there was one time she wasn't supposed to be watching YouTube or like something. And I came in her room and she was trying to like quickly like move around something on her iPad. But I could see it in her glasses. But even if I hadn't seen it in her glasses, I still would be like, I know what you're doing. What was it? Just looking at YouTube. Oh, not anything specific. No, no, nothing like she shouldn't watch. It was just like maybe she was punished from watching YouTube or maybe it was we go sort of vacillate on YouTube for the kids, like whether it's okay and whether it's not. Pete's not allowed to watch it anymore at all. Ellie is allowed. Why was he watching? He just I don't he was watching these shorts. They like the shorts that are on YouTube, but some of them just aren't very appropriate. And so, for example, like, you know, Pete has, it's really, it's, a, it, I'm embarrassed because it feels like a failure because Pete has been going like, uh, 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 like that. And <laughs> Travis and I know what that is. And we, I, I don't think Pete knows what it is. I think it was probably in one of those shorts and it was just like in the background, like used as like a punchline. He doesn't know what that means, but the fact that he's doing it means it's it's he's he's getting into something that's not for him. Yeah. And we let that happen. So <laughs> I don't know if it's a failure. It's hard. I think it's hard to actually manage. What are you it supposed is, to do? There's too much that kids can see. And obviously they you know, pick up on things and don't even know the meaning. I remember. Like oh, sure. Fifth- I remember that, too, as a kid. Like in fifth grade, some kid told another kid to, he said, eat me. And the teacher got really pissed off. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing. And I didn't even know what the hell it meant. Yeah. I had no clue. But I like I really literally thought of a person like eating another human being like a Pac-Man right. or something. And yeah. I thought, oh, it was a, I thought it was a funny <laughs> thing. And I started laughing that I got in trouble because mm. so kids hear things and you have no fucking clue. But there's, you know, certainly a lot more of that material out there these days yeah and what are you, and gonna you also do? have to play it cool like pete's making that sound and neither of us are freaking out about it but we're like yo stop that you know you gotta tell him here's what it really means yeah i should tell him. i mean, <laughs> wouldn't even build the grasp <laughs> well i think pete asked me like how like how babies are made right and ellie was there and he was and she was explaining it but she wasn't explaining it in detail she was just like they have sex and I was like, what's sex? And she was like, it's this. And then she like put her finger like in her circle of a of her other hand, you know? I was like, what does that mean? And she didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I used to think girls peed out of their butts. Sure. Because they sat down when they peed. And it's like when I sit down, <laughs> I poop. So yeah. You know, you're making logical connections, but mm-hmm. they're also so stupid because your pool of information is limited. Yeah, you're just trying to fit the you're trying to fill in the blanks. Yeah, it's like, you know, things. Well, eh, when I sit and this is what happens when I sit. So yeah. if girls are sitting all the time then it must be because of this. And I know I've that they have different parts. And I know this is a thing for sex, but I don't know what that means. Well, I'm thinking back when I was first explained it because my yeah. mom didn't beat around the bush she was straightforward with it and it's like i don't know how much did i even grasp how much did i want to grasp yeah it's like oh okay oh yeah sure i'm gonna go watch tv and cartoons now i'll think about that one day later on hopefully it'll be many 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 years from now and then the time flies by and the next thing you know you're going through puberty and you're like what's happening and why do i want to suddenly watch the spice channel yeah. that scrambled and look for a nipple in the mess of colors and i never wondered why i wanted to do that it was just such a drive you know it's like i gotta see it I gotta watch it i wonder what happened to spice as a company just to stay Ooh. on topic it's run by the same guy jeremy spice <laughs> he didn't well, he sell cared it to- about the, he cared about the product <laughs> he didn't sell it to sargento craft he cared. Ultra conglomerate. Yes. <laughs> Lotion. When he when he first launched Spice, company. he cared about the quality of yeah. the, you know, the stories were important. 
the scenes needed to be shot well and they needed to be realistic and sensual but loving. Mm. I fell asleep the other night watching a movie on Showtime and <gasps> woke up. Awesome. I woke up and they're, they're still showing that softcore porn shit. They are? Yeah, I was surprised, but it's like I woke up and uh, someone was faking an <laughs> orgasm. And like and was- riding his belly button. <laughs> a lot of times when I was a kid, I liked that better. I was like, this I can handle. This I is like sexy looking and that's all I need. They were originally launched by Playboy. Spice was? Yeah. The Spice Networks are a group of television channels operated on a pay-per-view basis. They, they still exist, I guess. Some conglomerate called, there you go, some giant company called ALO, A-Y-L-O. It's an adult entertainment conglomerate owned by Canadian private equity firm Ethical Capital Partners. Wow. And they also operate browsers. Digital oh. Playground, Men.com, Reality Kings. Ew, those are the Sh- worst. I, this is... Brazzers <laughs> and Reality Kings? Like, I stay away. I feel like the Reality Kings at first were okay. Like, Brazzers was always... Like, Brazzers- circus tits. Circus, gigantic, ridiculous, overinflated boobs. And she's like a teacher. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was theirs. And then you had the bang bros who were like the ones who treated women like shit with the bang bus. And, yeah. And then I think reality Kings. I don't, it seemed not as offensive to me hmm. when I first had like a direct line to the internet and could actually watch these things instead of dial up internet. It's like reality Kings seems a little better. I don't like the bang bros. Yeah. I don't like the dog fart network. What is that? <laughs> just the name itself is the worst. That's a, that's a porn website. <laughs> look up the Dog Fart Network. Well, I'm looking at Reality Kings. Well, there you go. So Spice is Ew, now part also of. Also terrible. Okay, what is it? Dog Fart. Yeah. Dog Fart. What? Dog Fart. Yeah, Dog Fart Network. Network. Ew! What a terrible <laughs> name. Oh, it's all like interracial. It's all like uh, black dudes, white chicks. Every single well, picture is that. I guess that's their. Th- I I couldn't tell you what sites they had. I just know that Ew. that's a network name, and it sounds it's it's the worst. It all is um, so gross. When you're not in the right state of mind, it is so disgusting. So anyway, there you go. Playboy originally owned Spice, and they <laughs> sold it. Who owns Dog Fart Network? <laughs> I don't want to talk about dog fart anymore. Squeeze Media. S-K-W-E-E-Z. <laughs> it's enough. It owns a, a large selection of new and classic pornography. Oh, lovely. So clearly all of these things have been sold too. Like I had no idea that this uh, ILO, ALO existed yeah. and bought up half of those. I still thought the Brazzers and the Reality Kings were like enemies and we're trying to fight each yeah. other. Spice versus Playboy. Clearly not. That's <laughs> not that's not what's happening. I don't even know uh, with that business model. I know they still have subscriptions, but I feel like they should all just give in. And it's like the tube sites exist. Let's work with them and they're going to play ads and shit and just collect our percentage. Because are you really you can't fight it and you can't stop things from being posted. Yeah. And it's so easy to find. Like if you if you like a clip and you have to watch the full video and then you have to go and then you have to pay. It's like you can just get it from Reddit or get it get a, you know, a a horribly infected virus ridden file from something like Pirate Bay. Well, just in general with TV and movies, that used to be the way to go. It's it's what I just said actually happened in reverse with. TV like because before like Breaking Bad for example I didn't mm-hmm. watch any of it until season five was about to air and there was no way to really watch it I guess maybe AMC would show some marathons leading up but there was no on-demand stuff yeah. so I would go online and find pirated versions and watch those and that's how I caught up and that was early binge watching and then once there was a legit way to do it even though you had to pay 
for, you know, subscription for a streaming platform. Once video on demand became like a thing that wasn't just newer movies, but was like all types of movies and TV shows. It's like yeah. people were willing to pay, but I guess it's for that reason, because you had to click through so many fucking ads and God knows what kind of viruses I got on the computer. And I know with the Mac, I leaned into that idea. It's like Macs don't get viruses, mm-hmm. not like PCs. I was like, yeah, okay. Maybe Which they don't write them. Not it. I can't believe it anymore. They just didn't write them as much for Max because not as many people were using them. It wasn't worth their time. But they they still existed, and I'm sure they exist in abundance these days. But the Pirate Bay is still out out there. Pirate Bay? I can't get on it anymore. It probably, like, they all, these things Yeah, they have to, like, shift stuff around. Yeah. I I got out of the loop. You have to keep up with it. There was, uh, man, I can't even remember what it was called now. What? Two, two, I wish I could. It's been so long since I used to go to these sites. Like I had a, a bunch of them I would use. One was Project Free TV, I think. But uh, TK Two K TO or something. Oh yeah. I remember they would have to change, and then it became like Four K TO. Yeah, but- and then you'd have to you'd have to be savvy about what when you would press play or like where you would press play because there'd be like a play button. That was actually an ad and would like take you somewhere else. Yeah. I remember on their site once they got shut down and they had to relaunch under another one. There was a graphic of a middle finger and it said fuck police on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) You're like, I'm just trying to watch. I just want to watch, uh, you know, Dexter season five. (laughs) Though I shouldn't want to watch Dexter season five because it apparently sucks ass. I've never seen one episode of Dexter. There were good seasons. Yeah. One, one and two and four. <laughs> one and two and four. <laughs> now, four was really good. Four had John Lithgow. Hmm. But I, uh, they got too weird. And they, they just, they mismanaged the whole thing. It also is a, it's, you know, a serial killer that kills other killers is one thing. But when that serial killer operates from within the police department in Miami and he's a forensic, you know, blood spatter analyst 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 uh-huh. and uh, it's undermining the police department at every turn. It's hard because it sets everyone else up as a fucking moron. It's like these people are so inept. They can't get their jobs done. These people that they're investigating constantly are disappearing because <laughs> Dexter's killing them yeah. and it's right under their nose. It's like, it's a hard thing to navigate. I feel like it should have just been, Maybe a limited run series. Um, oh, and then they can't do that because just like these companies, right? You got to make more money. Got to make more money. Got to make more money. And then at the same time, uh, like how many fucking because he would kill anyone who killed someone else. But that's boring in its own right. So every series, every season had to have like a big bad guy. And it's like, how many fucking serial killers exist in Miami? <laughs> well, that's is... like, that was always the joke about um, like murder. She wrote. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, and you can only do so much. Around this bitch. You can only do so much with it. But I guess Showtime needed their hits. HBO was dominating the market at that time, and Showtime had a you know a show that people wanted to watch. It's like no, another season, another season, another season. Yeah. Well, you do get kind of invested. Like I watched Walking Dead for way too long because, it, especially with Walking Dead, the first season was good, and then the second season kind of sucked, and then the third one was half good and then the fourth one was good you know like stuff like that and so you think well maybe i'm just in the down season and then it just just kept sucking i couldn't i don't know what season i think i got through three but you know season two was they always did that mid-season break where they would take did they do that early on or was that just later no that was early on and season bullshit well, season two was bullshit because it was written as like half a season. They stretched to one full season. It's like, come on. This story where the daughter goes missing and they spend so much fucking time looking yeah, for, that for her. Yeah, for that little girl. And it turns out she's in the barn the whole time. Yeah. That, that it went on for so long. It's like it wasn't a shock. It's like you could figure it out like because it was meandering and slow and your brain would drift while you were watching and gave you the opportunity to think about things. Like, I bet the daughter's in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> surprise. Or she's already dead. So who gives a fuck? Like there's no stakes anymore. She's well, either thing. dead or she... undead. And that's yes. It. <laughs> but then, you know, they picked up old man Randall or whatever his name was. Herschel. Oh, that's right. His, and Maggie Pie. Maggie whoever Pie. else. Whoever else. And then we got to have those adventures. I think the last thing I watched was when Herschel had his head chopped off. A lot of people said that if like I remember um, watching it live. Oh, Ellie was uh, a newborn and we would be putting her to bed and like trying to get her to sleep so that we could watch Walking Dead. And I would hear Travis watching it in the next room. And I was like, fuck, I'm missing it. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep. Here's and then your you would, melatonin. Not, not then. She was just a little baby. <laughs> now it's like, go away. It's mommy's time. Go to bed. Um. Uh. Oh, but back then I was like watching Twitter at the same time as The Walking Dead was wa- playing so that you could like live sort of see what people were saying in the moment. And people were saying like, if you know, before, after, after they would go to commercial or something and they were threatening to kill Herschel. Uh, everybody was like, if they, if, he, if they kill him off, I'm never coming back. And then bam. did it and did they come back i don't know i didn't track them but that was the feeling throughout a ton of it you know like uh if they do this then i'm out well i feel like they would because that was that was one of those early shows that would just like kill off a main character for you yeah i feel like though i didn't even i didn't even care about herschel's death i maybe i i wasn't that invested and that's not the reason i didn't come back i don't i just wasn't i didn't care but it's it was hard to keep caring. I remember Glenn's death. People were like that's it. now I'm really done. That was egregious for no reason. I mean, it was pretty excessive. Um, but I was like, I wasn't offended by it because I was so excited about Negan. I was like, hell yes! Like this guy is not only handsome, he's smiling through this whole thing. He loves it. Like he's he, he's delighted in his own evil, and John so Hamm? am I. I'm into it. And then he they just like totally neutered, neutered him for the rest of the seasons that he was on. Like he never did anything scary. He always the threat was always there, but he never followed through. So then I stopped being afraid. Yeah. Negan, in my mind, is John Hamm. I know it's not, but <laughs> like that's he's more just... rugged than John Hamm. I don't know why people think John Hamm is so hot. Uh, he, He's got a giant wang. Yeah, but you don't know that when you're watching Mad Men. <laughs> I don't think he's that good of an actor. I don't think but. so either. Why? I think people just like working with him. Like he's kind of a fun guy. Well, it's nice then. That goes a long way. It does. That's what I mean. I think that way about. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, Alicia. Oh, is her name Alicia Jones? No, something. Rashida Jones. I don't know who that is. Um, she was in. I love you, man. She was in Bridesmaid. No. No, she. Oh, not... yeah. Wait, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. I just looked her up. Okay. Not she wasn't in bride Bridesmaids. Yeah, get it together. Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh, so stupid. But anyway, um, I really don't like her as a performer. I don't think she's very funny. I don't think she's very good. But she's in all of those. Co- she's like friends with everybody. And she's like, like a little bit of like royalty because of Quincy Jones. But anyway, oh, good for her. Oh yeah. I'm down for her being like a cool chick to work with, but she sucks. I mean, all the, in, in general, the quality of the shows, I'm not trying to be an asshole. There's still good stuff that's coming out. Um, I think it's all kind of turn into shit though, especially as this isn't me trying to force us back under the topic of consolidation and corporations, but it really is fucking crazy that Disney owns like all the Fox properties now yeah. and they got rid of Fox because it's just like 21st century now. And, uh, with discovery buying, it's like, what are there's like three companies now there's like Disney. Mm-hmm. There's discovery that owns all of the time Warner stuff, which was all the Viacom stuff, which was, um, HBO also. And then you have Comcast, which has all of the universal stuff and NBC and I can't keep so, up. I don't I don't know. 
Sony still what. exists on its own. Sony's the only one that didn't create a streaming platform like, yeah, you guys have fun in that game. We'll just license our content. Give us money. Well, Sony kind of sucks, though. How dare you? Madame Web, I hear, is one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> so many Sony movies are just like ways to advertise like Papa John's. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you think Disney is? Yeah, but it feels Sony feels more um, like upfront, like blatant about it. Like uh, uh, someone in a scene is just carrying around a Coca-Cola uh, like cup. And even like mentions it in the scene. It's like like the Truman Show. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. I think, a, I think product about? product placement. Maybe you're right that Sony does it more. They all do it. I don't I, No, they all I'm, do I'm it. That's single. fine. But Sony, I feel like, is up front and in your face. Think about the fu- oh my god. Um the 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 female Ghostbusters. That was Sony, right? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that was Sony. I don't think that was Sony. Really? I have to look it up. Yeah, good luck. I believe in a thing called love. Oh, so I, we're never going to fucking figure it out. It was Columbia Pictures, Village Road Show Pictures, Ghost Corpse. All right, so it was distributed by Sony. So who's responsible ultimately, though? She's eating a can of Pringles for who's, no fucking who's, reason. Who is responsible? Papa ultimately? John. He's in there and he's like, Slimer's my best customer. Shut the fuck up. Get out of I my bl- movie. <laughs> I blame Columbia Pictures. Which... Oh, don't. It's Sony. They they did Pixels. They did. Um... <laughs> Ugh, they're the worst. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give you that. Columbia owned by Sony. It's like Focus Features. Mm-hmm. Uh, Focus Films. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Independent. Mm-hmm. It's owned by Comcast. Yeah. Now, do they let them? I never trust. Like, if, if Comcast owns them and lets them exist as they always existed, making independent indie films, yeah. smaller budget films, more character driven films, fine. But you know, the, the bigger corporations never let things just go without saying their piece. So, you well, know, they probably focus, have more hands in it, you know, because they have corporate, corporate, corporate lawyers. Right. And so then that impedes on some of the well, they also have their process. messaging. They also have their message messaging. Whatever you think about John Stewart, one of the things with him being on Apple is he wanted to criticize China and, mm-hmm. the, and the Apple steps. And it's like, no, 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 we can't do this. No, because all of their fucking products are made over in China. There's too many conflicts of interest. That's why people love a 24 blindly because a 24 hasn't sold out and continues mm. to make the films they want to make but even they they can do wrong dicks the musical for example what a piece of shit that thing was i don't know if you know anything about dicks the musical I don't. It, it looks like it could have been something interesting but it was just shock value nonsense like dicks things, like dicks yeah like dicks oh that's so it was supposed to be like shocky well dick i mean Spoiler alert, if you if you give a shit about Dicks the Musical, stop listening now. Loosely, the story, it's like these two brothers who were separated at birth, and then they figured out that they were brothers, and they find their parents, and it's got some good casting, but you know, at some point, they fuck each other, so there's incest, and their mom's vagina has fallen off, and she carries it around in a bag, and it <laughs> flies around. What? And it's like, I don't... I'm not, I don't give a shit about crude stuff, but like when it, it just happens and it's pointless and it doesn't add anything other than like, okay, you're just doing that because uh-huh. it's weird and shocking. It's like, okay, good job. And that was something that A24 released, which, huh. so those A24 fanboys. But you know what? I guess uh, if you're going to have a company like that, then you are going to gamble on some stuff that's weird or not in the mainstream and maybe it will be successful or maybe it won't, you know, but at least yeah, there's I, I, some, you're right. Yeah. I think the problem is there's people who are, who are in the camp of the, they can do no wrong instead of admitting it's like, yeah, that one, oh, that I one see. didn't hit the mark. That didn't hit the mark. You can say, look, I, I appreciate that you are taking risks that you're funding projects and that, that normally wouldn't get a green light and that's all cool. And you're not going to, you know, hit a home run every time. Mm-hmm. 
but there's some no you how dare you they're the greatest we have to support them no matter what and look some of that's the product of the world where if you don't support them you have to go support fucking disney right or or discovery which owns all of warner brothers it's like what the fuck how did discovery become so fucking powerful i don't know because wasn't it just like a a a channel yeah and then a a store in the mall yeah it was a channel that actually was based in science and like those nature shows and then somehow they adopted tlc and changed that whole thing and god tlc used to be the history channel now it's just all ghost programs I don't and even, pawn I even, stars. I don't even have history. We have like YouTube TV and history is not even on there. But yeah, history channel became history. Like drop the channel because oh, that's yeah. a bit outdated. But I was like, you know what's the, the, the outdated part's history. That's the outdated <laughs> part. Once you drop the history because yes, you have not pawn stars at least got into the history of mm. things a bit. Mm-hmm. True. I think it's moving I guess away. it's a stretch, but yeah. The history of this thing you're bringing in and why it's valuable yeah the pawn stars had their day the american pickers had their day i think it's all over it's everything's all over everything yeah including this episode nice all right everybody thanks for listening um let's try not to make this show like all the things that we've talked about by selling it oh, shut to craft if they came if they came craft came and offered even two hundred dollars <laughs> we feel like we're in <laughs> the most yeah. money we've ever made doing this show <laughs> no but seriously i don't know maybe not 200 but i get it if somebody came I like unless you could write some ironclad contract it's like yeah okay but i'm still going to do the show i want to do and if you try to change it then it voids our deal and i'm backing out but i get to keep all the money which they probably would never sign yeah they wouldn't but, sign that but also we're not in the spot where absolutely anybody- not cares on that level. All right. But anyway, thanks. We care about you. Goodbye.